This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Cecil and Tom, it's Franz from Colorado Springs. Wanted to let you guys know that my four-month-old son just laughed for the first time while I was listening to Cognitive Dissonance, the Ike part of your podcast. We were all laughing, and he joined in. So, just like to let you know that according to the Greeks, you guys are responsible for my son having a soul. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and Cecil is distracting me (laughs) with lesbian cowgirls. Is there any other kind of lesbian, though? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, she's a little tomboyish. She's a lesbian. <laughs> that's their thing. That's not, that's not actually. Uh, is this 317? It is episode 317. This is a, uh, is a very interesting, special, fun, ridiculous show. We're doing the Vulgarity for Charity later on with the guys from... Uh, uh, well, um, let me think. Atheistically, no, that's not it. It's somebody who has like three shows. <laughs> somebody has like, and it's not Thomas. It's not Thomas. It would be Heath, Noah, and Eli from The Scathing Atheist, from GAM, God Awful Movies, and occasionally from Skepticrat when they get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> they're on the same incredulous production hey, schedule. Hey, no, no they're it's, not, not, it's that not that bad. bad. It's not that bad. They put out an episode once in a while, at least. <laughs> they put out one this year. <laughs> uh, and somebody listens to it. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but we get into the Vulgarity for Charity event a little later on. But we're going to start with, we're really going to start with lesbian farmers. Yeah, no, yeah, lesbian lesbians in. And I'll tell you what, I plan to finish with the lesbian <laughs> farmers, too. <laughs> you don't have to zoom in too many times. It's from the Daily Dot. Uh, Rush Limbaugh warns that federally paid, federally paid, now something my tax dollars, I, know, I, I feel know. good about. I'm like, I'm right? like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Less missiles, <laughs> more 20 inch dildos. That's what I'm talking about. Less destroyers, more destroy her. <laughs> <laughs> Rush Limbaugh warns that federally paid lesbian farmers could invade your town what do I have to do to make it happen? <laughs> Rush, could, is there an application that I have to fill out? Literally anything I need to sacrifice to make <laughs> this happen, because I do it. See, so like, I got to tell you, the, the, the lesbian farmers, that is the original reverse cowgirl. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's reverse, it's more subtract. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, this is Rush Limbaugh, this is him saying, on his August 17th airing of a show that I guess is still a thing, it's on Premier Radio Network, hmm. he says, 
Have you heard about the Agriculture, de- Agriculture Department's financial grants to lesbian farmers? No, I have not. But again, you've piqued my interest. He says, what they're trying to do is convince lesbians to become farmers. Now, he's responding. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Who's going to plow the field? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> they are good at furrows, though. <laughs> <laughs> but not enough seed. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's definitely not enough seed. Oh. Uh. So what he's, what he's commenting on is the 15th annual nationwide LGBT rural summit. I think both attendees. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like a giant, like very, very butchy lesbian. Have you ever seen, you ever seen Blazing Saddles when the guy rides in on the ox? <laughs> just envisioning like a, one butchy <laughs> lesbian sort of riding in on the ox. I was like, fuck that. I oh, no, right. no, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I just want to know how much for a bushel. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's 2016. You got to shave your bushel. Yeah, you got you to make sure you go down. Clean that up. You just want one, one row. <laughs> one row. You don't want, and you can't plant two different kinds of seeds in that row. Actually, you can't plant seeds in that row at all. You need a landing strip for the crop duster. <laughs> This is the worst thing we've ever done. I don't care it's at all. It's so bad. I don't even know what this story's uh, about. I don't <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter to me at all. So the rural summit. Uh, yeah, so there's a rural LGBT summit. Um, you know, you get like four or five people to come out of the gay log cabin. You know what I mean? The log pa- cabin uh, Republicans get a chance to come out. You know, the problem with this story is I've already blown my wad. <laughs> and there was no one there to appreciate it. <laughs> In fact, everyone just looked at you with disdain. <laughs> Who invited oh, you? God. <laughs> he says, uh, I'm like you. No, you're not. We're already... No, you're, like, you're you're like four of me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm says, a fat guy. Fuck off. <laughs> he says I never before in my life knew that lesbians wanted to be farmers. I never knew that lesbians wanted to get behind the horse and the plow and start burrowing. I never knew it. Is it really called burrowing? Is that what like rabbits do? It's like what moles do. <laughs> burrow. Farmers don't burrow. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. Like, what are, like they're burrowing down to hibernate for winter. There's these lesbian farmers. <laughs> like, look at hands and knees just jumping dirt back behind them. <laughs> Digging the extensive series of tunnels. Yeah, underneath the farmland for no reason. They're popping their heads out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess he's, he's just upset that that gay people exist? I mean, is, am I getting that right? I, I, I guess he's offended that, that lesbians want to be farmers. Who cares what they want to be? Well, and, 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 it, and I think is he, he's mad that, it, you know, it's federally paid. Farm, well, far, a lot of farmers are federally right. paid. Right, and, that, and that's like, the thing. You like, know, they're, pay, they're federally yeah. paid by subsidies. Like, there's a lot of subsidies. We subsidize the ever-loving shit out of farming. We pay farmers sometimes not to plant crops so that, you know, there's not too much crops in the system. Yeah, and and then, we control supply and demand yeah. that way. And then they the, subsidize corn in a huge way, so corn right. gets used and it's right. cheap, and so then we have cheap food products that we can eat. The import and export and turn yeah. into fuels, and I mean, yeah. it's like the government, the federal government just shits tons of money into agriculture. I don't care 
where it comes from. I don't care what the fucking sexual proclivities of the farmers are. Kidding, I don't care right? if you're fucking the cows. Yeah. Like, I really don't. Like, is the beef still there? Like, I don't <laughs> care. That's an interesting Kobe beef. Though, that you get. <laughs> Normally, it gets massaged, massaged from, from the outside. Not the but <laughs> whatever makes that cow happy. <laughs> I don't know if that cow's going to be happy. I don't, well, yeah. Yeah. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. So this is from Right Wing Watch. This is Dave Coach. 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 Doc Coach. Doc Coach. Not Doc Coach. A Coach. (laughs) (laughs) Not actually a coach. (laughs) No coach. Coach a He's just a guy that wears a hat. Like, yeah. uh, does wearing a I hat make you a coach? I wouldn't even believe he's a LeMans coach or right. whatever. Does buying a stethoscope make me a Le Mans doctor? isn't it. LeMans is a course. That's, a That's like a racetrack. <laughs> Although I guess you could make a race out of LeMans. Like, yeah. you get, like, two women and just yeah, fucking... Sh- trying to shit, shit a baby out as fast as they can. I'm going to win! They just, like, hyperventilate. Try to <laughs> <laughs> They, like, lean over and, like, shoot it out <laughs> to try to maybe put it through the uprights. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Jesus Christ. It won't go all the way. It's like it's like a cork gun because it's, it's connected. It's got that connection, it's right? Connected, yeah, so right. just it's it's safe for kids. But it's a little baby. <laughs> Not bungee. for that kid, but other kids. Other kid, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like a baby bungee cord. Oh, it's right back in. It's right back in. <laughs> Depends on how many they've had beforehand. Jesus, the nineteen are counting. Yeah, that shit. It's like a paddle ball. It's like 19, in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out. Nineteen and counting. There's no tongue because there's no pressure <laughs> still no to build sound. up. It's just. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's just like a. <laughs> Damn it. It makes the sound. Oh, Jesus. It makes the sound that the alien mother makes when it lays oh, the eggs. It's so uncomfortable in that, right now. In that movie where it's like, they just hear that. Sorry. <laughs> and it just like <laughs> shits out an egg. And the aliens, you know what I'm talking about, right? You've seen that. Yeah, just, that's nineteen and counting. Yeah, at some point you've had so many children, it's an overpositor. Also, also it's, it's twenty and counting now. Just so you know, this is really yeah. She's preggers tw- again, I think. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. She's 20. gonna shit another twenty. Yeah, she's 20, gonna be one fifth of a way to a century. You're you're at a point where you can't even buy enough eggs in a package to where everybody gets an egg. Right. You can't like, even do it. You can't even buy one and a half. Right. To get it. Like you get yeah. the big thing of like a dozen and a half eggs. You're like, no, everyone might want one. I need. I need to get another. How many turkeys are there on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Hey, bring the whole family. What if they all, oh my God, 20 kids. Yeah, it's a lot of kids. That's a litter. Mm. You're a Dalmatian sure. at that point. Does she lay on her side and they just, they just, <laughs> they just suckle on, on one of her eight teats? <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's how she gives birth. That's the sound of her giving birth, Tom. God, 20 kids. Well, let's listen to Dalmatian. We don't have to do that anymore. It's 2016. <laughs> You've got choices. Yeah, they're not going to die of the fucking scarlet fever. Right? You know? Jesus, you how to, big you is your farm? You don't need to make extras. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right, let's listen to Dom Meyer here. That coach. A coach, pardon me. Not actually a coach. Listen, I watched the video last night. I don't have time to show it to you. Guys, this blew my mind. This blew my mind. You're going to have to Google it, or maybe at some point I can get it on the, on the website. This lady broke this thing down, and she shows us. Hillary, you ready? Are you ready, Tom? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Asking. The coach plays for. He plays for team. Team. Team hanger upper. 
I just <laughs> got the cross up there. It is. It's like it's like the fucking New Jersey crucifixes or something. <laughs> what really happened was Hillary took a perp walk. You know what a perp walk is? What? No, that's not. Somebody who is a criminal. The best part is, is that his voice his is voice not and his sound <laughs> with a sound. So if you watch this video, he looks like he's taught. It, it looks like his character is a foreign language character, and this has been overdubbed. So he's like he's like some Italian who's trying to talk about. He's like in spaghetti, his own spaghetti western. That, that it just starring just him, just Dobbin, just Meyer. him. And they arrest him, and they walk. And what we witnessed, according to this video, what we witnessed with Hillary was a perp walk. They arrested her. Yes, but they did it privately in secret. A perp walk. A per, a quiet, quiet, private, secret, public perp walk. Oh, that's what that's what we would have to believe in order for this to be true. Is that they chose to arrest her publicly, but privately too, so that nobody knows and nobody reported on it, and it was kind of secretive, and they made it look like it wasn't that. It's it's not something that happened. You don't do private, public, secret stuff because those are contradictory things. She clearly looks like she's falling over. She oh, does yes. not look like she's, is she, I wonder if he's going to say like she was in the throes of like being really upset then or something. Like, cause I can't, how, why I think else he's saying she, that they're slapping handcuffs on her at that moment. A what? I, I will fucking straight bet that that's what he's getting at is that they are arresting her in that video. And this lady pointed out on this film, something I had never, ever noticed. It appears Hillary's handcuffed and shackled. Shut the f- And shackled. <laughs> Nobody would shackle a 68-year-old lady. What are you going to shackle her for? So she doesn't break a hip hobbling away? Hillary Clinton, flight risk. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Nobody will notice if I just get on this airplane and fly to Brazil. Oh, my God. Yeah, the fucking Secretary of State... (laughs) Has been shackled. Yeah, the Democratic, uh, and nobody got a good picture of it. That's nobody it. got a photo of it, and, Tom. And the and the police chose, yeah, to arrest her and shackle her and handcuff her in a public place, but to do it so private and secret, yeah, that nobody actually knows nobody that it happened. Knows it happened except for one. So lady. it's again the private, secret, public thing. Mm. So that's this is crazy. Well, I thought so too till I looked at the film. Because listen, there's no no other re- well. Tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is he, Here we go. is he calling himself out for having a tinfoil hat? I think he's going to say that the, 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 the prevailing story of her being ill is the tinfoil hat theory. Oh, my God. I feel like I, feel like I understand do, these people. Why do I do this? Show? I feel like I. Un- <laughs> why do I understand these people? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you, you got to eat a gun I'm, now. Yeah, I think this I know. Is, that's your path. I'm, at just, this point. I'm just going to go home. I'm going to put two of them up to my head. <laughs> So that I don't fucking survive under any circumstances. Why else would they have her standing by a pole? They would never, they would never ever do that. But maybe she was fucking gonna fall down. Why? Why would she? Why be by else a pole? would they be standing by a pole? She was fucking. She was. She was wobbly on her feet. America's full of poles. Yeah. Also, she we was use them a, for lighting and electric. Why, why would you be near a pole? No, I think I actually I think that was one of those poles that they put around federal areas where you can't drive a truck in. As I recall, the video. Pull up the video. Find this video. Yeah, let's find the video. Look at it's those are those poles are those fucking pylon things they put around yeah, like, so you like can't drive federal any, areas yeah. so you can't fucking drive a fucking truck full of explosives into it. Right. Like there's a pole there because and and look she's clearly fucking leaning on it. She's leaning on it because she's fucking woozy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see the shackles. I want to watch for shackles. 
I didn't yeah. see shackles. I, you can't see her hands or her feet in the video. And you can see when you look at the video, her hands are, her hands are behind her. No wonder she tripped and fell. If her feet were shackled. Nobody would shackle her feet. She's not fucking Hannibal Lecter. Like, you're not going to put her in a fucking furniture dolly and wheel her around. And Mr. President, <laughs> love the suit. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would love to see Hillary Clinton. We want to face She's like... <laughs> I ate Monica Lewinsky's liver with, with a, a side of fava beans, beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> That's okay. Your husband ate something Is else. Is that right? <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. <sighs> Bill beat uh, us both to yeah, it. That's true. <laughs> that's all I'm going to feed you, okay? Yeah. Like Bill. That's God, it. That's Monica it. Monica something. I'll get the video out so you guys can look at that. You think I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. I'm telling you, I'm, this is a very, very, con all of them are convincing. All of them are convincing. The, all the videos I watch that are crazy are convincing. But this one... Extra super, super crazy extra convincing. convincing. Look, I'm easily convinced, as evidenced by my Christianity hat, <laughs> right? You can just tell me right. that there's a magic guy in the sky and I live forever and ever <laughs> and it's super sweet and I'll believe you. So, look, here, here, here's the only thing I have to believe is that there's a magic man who sent himself, but he was really his kid. He killed him so we wouldn't all have to feel sad about dying later. <laughs> But anyway, I don't believe crazy tinfoil hat stuff. Want to contact the guys? Go to dissonancepod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N.com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money, take a second to give us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So we are joined now, Tom. We are. By the Scathing Atheist crew, Heath, Noah, and Eli. Guys, welcome to the show. I hear a little later we're going to get the GAM crew. Yes. <laughs> and then maybe the Skeptocrats will swing by. It's a huge cast. <laughs> Same size like the, as QED's like, podcast roster right here. <laughs> it's like fucking Thrill Kill Cult took the stage. <laughs> so... So, guys, uh, we have been teaming up together to do this Vulgarity for Charity, and we have, uh, according to Eli's numbers here at this point, raised uh, $7,500, and then we are donating $3,000. We're over $10,000 now. Now, we is us, not them, specifically. <laughs> They're not donating any money. I just want to point out. Just, the fuck just us. It's just us. <laughs> just you and I. It's a vulgarity for charity. If we're going to insult people, we should insult ourselves <laughs> right over there. Such an hey, I, I, I say uh, fuck it's a I'm lot part of this in this program. upcoming segment. Usually I get paid for my fucks. I'm donating my fucks for free this time. <laughs> you were going to give six, but then you got divorced. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're donating three grand. I got to make six. I did a status so, uh, about Skittles that people seem to like. If you guys want some of that. <laughs> Can I share that around? Yep, on, my I, kids got to eat something, yeah, so. I'm going to share it around now. 
So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, so guys, welcome to the show. We're going to be uh, doing a little vulgarity for charity here. We've got, a, we've got a bunch of people to roast, but I do want to talk a little bit about how people can play along. So, Noah, can you tell them how they can play along? Yeah, sure. First thing you want to do is go to modestneeds.org. And if you want, check out the uh, website. Spend some time there. I think it's a really good site. You know, as a person who basically makes his living through f- crowdfunding, I'm really happy to see charities like Modest Needs that seem to be doing it right. They're vetting the people. They're making sure that, you know, that nobody's gaming the system. The money goes directly to their debtors. It goes to the people, you know, who... It goes to the bank that owns the lead on their on their house or their car or whatever, or it goes straight to the hospital to pay the medical bills. In other words, it doesn't go into their hands. So you can help families without that nagging feeling of, you know, like, where's my money really going? So anyway, you check out modestneeds.org. You can either make a donation directly to the charity or you can browse requests for help and find a particular family that you want to help, Some somebody whose story speaks to you specifically. You make a donation of $20 or more. You email the receipt for that donation to vulgarity for charity at gmail.com and along with a person that you'd like us to make fun of and we will make fun of that person and you'll be helping someone and hurting someone at the time at the same time kind of balances things out we like to keep it at a zero here at atheism <laughs> <laughs> and, so- and, and it's helpful if they send a photo of the person if they're not like a well-known person or, no. sometimes when you just say hey insult bill and you're like fucking <laughs> bill i don't know what anything about dick. bill yeah you right, don't, right. You don't even know how much you, you <laughs> get him guys he deserves it i'm sure he does send me a fucking picture all the kids i bullied in high school had faces <laughs> so Eli, Eli, I know you've been pounding the pavement out there, uh, trying to get as many people as you can to be uh, to be guest uh, roasters, to be celebrity roasters. Can you tell us some of the lineup of some of those people? We've got Tracy Harris coming on from the Atheist Experience. We've got the Psy Babe coming on, and a whole bunch of others. Trav Mamone from the By Any Means podcast, and a whole bunch of other podcasting and comedy friends. A couple of ones that we just added today that I'm very excited about of course david smalley i don't know if you guys have heard of him he's a very famous podcaster <laughs> Maybe. I, how did you get through his email filter i unsubscribed from that fourth listener thing he came to my home. <laughs> oh so, guaranteed to get a call so, so, every time so he contacted you is what you're saying <laughs> Uh, David Small is going to be doing it. And Angelo uh, Madrid, who does all the cartoons and did the cartoons for Christian Movie Bingo, uh, for those who win, he's going to do a pictorial roast. He will draw an unflattering picture of the person of your choice. He's he's donated that to the cause there. Or or in Tom's case, we call that a selfie. Ouch. And in order to win any of our celebrity guest roasters, you'll hear some of those tonight, but in order to win, you donate $50 or more, email the proof of that to vulgarity for charity that's the word not the number at gmail.com with a picture and some info about who it is you want us to roast and we've got a ton of stuff coming up we got songs and all sorts of special stuff planned for the next couple of sessions of this it's going to be a really good time if you're if you're thinking about donating at home after you hear this um i'm sure you're going to want to donate because we it's it's going to be an absolute hoot uh, but I, I definitely, you're definitely going to want to try to get that in soon. Now, we extended the, the time that we're going to be doing this. We were initially just going to go until the 25th, but now we're actually going to be going until the 30th. So it closes on the 30th. You have to get it in by the 30th. If you do, we're, we're going to have another episode. We're going to have three, three episodes worth of this. We're going to be on Scathing once and then twice on this show. And so make sure to get your donations in. 20 bucks gets you an insult. 50 bucks gets you a chance at a, at a celebrity roaster. 
So our first roast request is from Ian, who'd like us to roast Rick Healy, a tattoo-covered Nazi sympathizer in a band he knows. And since it takes one to know one, Heath, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Okay, uh, he looks like a, a racist middle school student, got bored in class, and started drawing all over me <laughs> instead of outside of a book. Uh, somewhere there's an egg timer counting down until you have a motorcycle crash without a helmet and turn to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We got a donation from Rachel telling us a bit about her ginger boyfriend, Paul, and I think I'd like to volunteer Noah for this one. Well, you know, I heard a rumor that Paul is extra sensitive to gingers don't have souls jokes, and while I have to admit that's true, from the looks of the picture, they don't have balls either. Oh, like, Paul looks like a <laughs> failed Jesus attempt Christ. to cryogenically freeze a steroidless carrot top to foist him upon future <laughs> generations. <laughs> yeah. And interrupt people while they're trying to watch The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Paul looks like Christ. the birthday cake Oreo of humans. Oh. Ouch. All right, Cecil, this next one's for you. David sent us some pictures of him and his lovely wife asking that we insult him. Go for it. Uh, you you kind of look like you made it into the Coles catalog in an alternate universe where they changed the requirements for looking good to nepotism. <laughs> you, t you two are you two are like the kind of cousins that have a kid and high five when it only has microcephaly. <laughs> <laughs> Just jumping up and down in a hallway, Zika, Zika, Zika. Way before it was cool. Hey y'all, we're gonna save on the hat budget. <laughs> <laughs> the same one will fit him for life. It's so great. <laughs> that little fucking crocheted beanie. <laughs> it's like a live action remake of the Conan's. He's in. He's in. <laughs> and Eli, we got a donation from Jordan asking us to roast his ex, Kiki. That can't Kiki? possibly be a real name. Kiki? Anybody named Kiki has to be an ex. There's no current named Kiki. It's ridiculous. So here's a photo. Oh, oh, well, hey, I would love to roast Kiki, but he accidentally sent us a picture of that fat Hawaiian guy who sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Instead, <laughs> Jesus, fucking Kiki Sister must be is. like buying washing detergent. You're gonna want a second bag. You're gonna <laughs> want a second <laughs> Seriously, Kiki looks like they opened the person mold before she was dry. <laughs> oh, oh, this is great. We're gonna put this right over here. Oh, what's it called? It's a kiki? Nice. <laughs> okay, next up, two skeptical friends in a row. Eli, Daniel would like you to roast Andy Cohen of the O'Reilly podcast, and Heath, Brian Ego of the Glasgow Skeptics. I believe that's Glasgow. Glasgow. Glasgow, Glasgow is correct. Glass. Glass. Yeah, they, li they like it Gow. when you do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like you to take those organized bastards at the Edinburgh Skeptics down a peg. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry Especially Edinburgh? Sean Slater. And Edinburgh. Edinburgh, I believe. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to go that uh, Andy looks like an ad for chemical castration. Like the cops oh, hand you the third time they bring you in for touching bread near a schoolyard. When God designed Andy's face, the color description on the order form was Princess Pink. Oh. He looks like the people at Real Doll answer hi, Andy, when he calls. <laughs> Andy, how's your Thursday going? Hey, Andy, yeah, 
No, it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got your credit card on file, sir. Yeah. <laughs> stop going and, and checking, Andy. We He's got, got you. Yeah, you. Don't worry. We're going to get it to you by Thursday. You got Real Dial Prime. So, <laughs> real Dial Prime. <laughs> I don't want to know what comes in the fucking Prime Pantry box. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yes, I gotta you tell do. You, mine's always only 37% full. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh. I got the uh, Eden Burgess skeptics <laughs> and uh, the Sean Slater guy. Okay. Um, yeah. The uh, Edinburgh uh, skeptics look like the cast of Train Spotting 2. They look like the fucking cast of Train Spotting Except, Except for Sean Slater, who can't do any heroin because all his needles are clogged with melted cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sean has the real brave heart. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like a professional darts player gave up on his workout regimen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this next one is for me. We got a donation from brothers Earl and Mike asking that we roast the other. So in the name of killing two nerds with one stone, I'm going to challenge myself to roast these gentlemen simultaneously by telling them what they have in common. And in the interest of due diligence, to let it not be said that I don't do any work for this show, I did a little bit of digging on Earl and Mike to find out what they might actually have in common. And I'll tell you this much, though maybe it's not my place to say it out loud, but they don't have in common the same dad. (laughs) Sorry to break it to you guys. But I will say that you do have something in common, and that is your mom's a fucking whore. (laughs) And thank you for your donation. And damn it, if I have to do a rant, then so should someone else. Eli, we got a donation from Elizabeth who writes that she doesn't have anyone to insult, but she would like to hear your unedited thoughts. And she is the only one, by the way. If we weren't doing this for charity, we would not be doing this at all. She wants to hear your un... Nobody wants Eli's unedited thoughts. I can't even get through this. anything. The idea of Eli's unedited thoughts makes me sick to my fucking heart. And that is a place where you can get sick to when Eli's unedited thoughts are involved. On Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Ooh, good. Okay, well, spoiler alert. (laughs) Nothing has been so disappointing as that fucking piece of fan fiction gone wrong, and I now know how everyone I've ever fucked feels. Here's the thing. (laughs) J.K. Rowling is like a one-trick pony if the first six and a half books were a beautiful backflip, but then the pony spent the rest of forever asking people if they wanted to see another backflip, but then giving them AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) And this was really the peak of it. Like, J.K. Hey, I get it. You're out of ideas. Book writing is hard, and you really only had one soul to sell to the devil. But spend some money. Tweet about Donald Trump. Fucking molest the kid. Literally, she could molest a kid one a day for the rest of her life and upset less children than the fucking dribble that was this piece. Like, it just one at a time. Eventually, people would stop buying the, the passes to her house. It was like someone asked a freshman psych major what the most important part about the first book was, and then plugged it into Google translate and set the language to 15 year old who cuts it was <laughs> unimaginative oh unoriginal at best and fucking ridiculous at worst and the thing we love most about Harry Potter is the world right so this huge expansive universe filled with like fascinating things and characters and in a two part play she introduces nothing new just shittier versions of the stuff that was good but worst of all very worst she made Voldemort 
fuck someone. Voldemort, <laughs> snake guy. Question, was he hard right away? Did Bellatrix need to suck his dick a little first? Was he embarrassed? Was he like, oh, I swear, this never happens to me. Everyone at the mansion didn't notice Bellatrix's pregnancy cravings, just people running out for toadstools and Rocky Road ice cream? Fuck you. Fuck you for taking the only good thing you've ever done and make it unreadable. This was the crystal skull of Harry Potter. Oh. oh. Wow. Oh. Oh. That was inside for a while. I just painted the garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, as expected, that was boring. <laughs> boring. I, I, Cecil had to fucking throw a peanut at me to wake me up that it was over. <laughs> That's how everyone I've ever fucked feels. That's my line now. Cecil had to That's throw my a line. peanut at you to wake you up afterwards? <laughs> So to cure everyone, before you start masturbating to your favorite kind of elf... It's a canticorm. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. We're going to go with a sports double feature. Noah, Heath, we got a donation from Aaron who'd like us to make fun of Hal Steinbrenner and Wes who gave us a donation to make fun of Dan Snyder. Ooh. So I'd like to challenge you gentlemen to make fun of them in the style of your favorite sports announcer. Okay, um, Hal Steinbrenner looks like a lawyer for the new confederacy. Like the confederacy. <laughs> And if John Sterling was announcing his career, it'd go something like this. Uh, Civil War over. Rebels win. <laughs> oh, Rebels win. All right. I got Dan Snyder. I'll go with John Madden as my favorite announcer. See, the problem with insulting Dan Snyder is to defense all his kids be out of the good shit. You see this right here? You see this right over here? It looks like this. he's an extra cut from the Wolf of Wall Street for using bacon grease as a hair product. You can't put the bacon grease in your hair or you smell like a pig. If this human turducken was any more racist than Jiggly, his nickname would be General Custard. In football, you run. You run with the football and score points. Sorry, my, my accent just completely changed to a Jew by the end. They always do. John Madden, secret Jew. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Happens to Eli yeah, all the time. I thought we were talking to Eli's dad. <laughs> Noah sounded dead. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Okay, this next one is for you, Cecil. We got a donation from Becca. Becca's not even a whole name. Yeah. <laughs> I write down what Becky they or Rebecca emailed us. I she went with the B E K. All right, that's not my <laughs> fault. I'm, I'm fucking. I'm changing that. We got a donation from Bika because if you're gonna <laughs> fucking write your name like that, I'm changing it. We got a donation from Bika who would like us to roast her beloved husband Alex, who enjoys video games and joins his wife in dressing up for the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> right. How is he married? You should see the look Tom is giving me right now of Renaissance Fair. See, so I figured this would be in your wheelhouse. I am kind of an authority when it comes yeah, to this sort uh -huh. of thing. Um, uh, so, Becca, m'lady, pardon me. <laughs> <clears throat> this, is, this, is, this is for your husband. You look like a fucking soup sandwich, cadet. What the fuck kind of doublet is that? Is you're wasting your fucking knees, son? Look at that fucking collar. You look like Goose from Top Gun, not Porthos. You anachronistic twat. Are those fucking glasses? Are you fucking kidding me? Where'd you get a Renaissance Pearl Vision? Private fans weren't even really, weren't even fucking invented back then. You call yourself a fucking courtier? <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I think I kind of worked myself a blow for that one. Let me let me see if I, let me see if I can shift gears here. Let's see if I can I do a little different here. 
You look like someone who gets excited and claps really awkwardly when there's a fabric sale at Joanne Fabrics <laughs> or like a, like a trim sale. Like that, you know, that, that clap, you know, yeah. with the, with the, the fingertip hands. to fingertip. You look yeah. like someone who beats off to fiend folio. <laughs> <laughs> Alex looks like the first three times in his life he got beat up. He held up his hands for old timey fisticuffs. It's like Ichabod Crane got raped by Shakespeare. <laughs> Except for so unmanly. You know what I mean? Like, Marcus of you know, Queensbury. Marcus yeah. of Queensbury. I'm just going to hang you by your underwear again. Marcus of Queensbury? Next up, I've got a horrible boss's double feature. We got a donation from Amanda asking us to roast her jingoistic former boss, whose interests include not understanding that mother's need for babysitters, stupid patriotism memes, and taking her middle management position at a soap factory way too seriously. What? How do you take that seriously at all? <laughs> ever. Even one time, ever. It's ridiculous. And a donation from Kristen asking us to roast her former boss, who enjoys Jesus, telling drug addicts they can't get clean without Jesus, and having eight kids and counting. Oh, Jesus. So, Eli and Cecil, I have a challenge for you. I'd like you to roast them as Ben Carson instructing Hillbilly God to make them. Go. <laughs> well, Hillbilly God, I have to tell you, it's been a pleasure. I'm so excited to make an actual human asshole here. So, Ken Fella, I figured I'd just start with a failed circumcision, add the freckles of Ron Howard, and top it off with this jar of barista beard you left open. <laughs> Oh, hey, man, hey, that's not a jar. That's the pyramids. You see, I used to store grain in there. Anywho, uh, I thought I'd start out with, like, half a Duggar vagina. You know, those things can really produce. I mean, she won't get up to 20 little piglets, but she'll be laying them eggs out like a young hen. And, uh, uh, oh, man, I just wanted to let you know that when I told you to run, I wasn't talking about the presidency. I was, I was, that was just a southern boy talking to a black man. That's oh. all. <laughs> So. I agree my life does not matter. <laughs> Is we sick? <laughs> oh, we should do the whole show that way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Heath, this one is for you. All this right. is from Weston, who sent a picture of him and his daughter to an email that Eli has access to for some reason. <laughs> not, not smart. Okay, uh, oh. Weston looks like an NFL lineman who's about to say, the Yeshiva University. Right? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> it's a ridiculous picture. Oh, it's a picture of him holding his daughter. It looks like they're about to get Hasidic married right after nap time. <laughs> oh, no. Not oh, great. They're gonna fuck through a sheet with Elmo on it. <laughs> I wrote that and deleted that seven times. No, no, that lives forever. That okay, I want to introduce the next one. So, as some of you might know, we actually do have fans we like more than the others. It's like kids, except not as easy to pick. And <laughs> one of Noah's favorite fans, our buddy Mark, wrote in asking us to roast him. So uh, why don't you go ahead and roast the nice veteran we met at Reason well, Yeah, Rally, yeah, <laughs> one of the nicest humans I've ever... Oh, <laughs> you're an asshole. Um, all right, Mark, I'm, I'm doing it because I love you. Okay. Mark looks like the retarded dwarf that they left out of the Lord of the Rings. He, he looks like the Google image result of fired mall Santa. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. But you look like if you're underserved at McDonald's, you start yelling about who died face down in the mud for what? <laughs> now it's time for our very first guest roasters, Callie Wright and Ari Stillman from the Gatheist Manifesto. But before we get to what we made them say, we've had a special request from Jeremiah, whoever that is. Jeremiah, wait, who is that? Uh, it's some. No, I mean, like, like I'm serious. Like, who is that? I have um, a bullfrog. He's on Bobby and Ashley's show, which is <laughs> the thing. 
You know, he's the guy. Bobby and Ashley. On Bobby and Ashley's oh, show. Oh, yeah, the Bobby. guy with the teeth. I know you're talking about. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. They loan line. him out down yeah. there. Where's Bobby and Ashley's I got him show? this week. You get him next week. <laughs> that really does narrow it down in Georgia, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked that we roast Ari, and Ari requested a roast for Jeremiah. So before they get here, let's do it. Now I'm going to nominate Eli because his jokes about other podcasters always Go over so oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You have to join in. Let's get Heath doxed again. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that guy dead? Nobody cares. All right. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, Jeremiah looks like he's totally going to go out and die for humanity's sins uh, just as soon as he saves up enough money to move out of his mom's basement. <laughs> oh. He's going to get to that. Oh, fuck. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them both here. Uh, thanks to testosterone and genetics, if Ari and Jeremiah ever fuck, they'll get to flip a coin as to which one has the penis. It's like rubbing two elevator buttons together. <laughs> I heard Jeremiah is amazing at eating pussy, but that can't be true because he doesn't look like an Ouroboros. <laughs> I think Ari likes to tell people she's non-binary gender just to blow their minds because she's afraid to blow anything else. Oh, Ari looks like the boy who cried Twiggy. <laughs> Ari applied for a sex change and got a full refund. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, quick, Christ. before people dwell, I've got a twofer. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, these are supposed to be, like, friendly roasts? Like, no. Uh -uh. Nope, it's, not no. good at friendly, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you said insult people. <laughs> you said it out loud and everything. You get to apologize on their show, man. It's not me this time. Oh, God. Okay, I got one. Um, I think what draws Ari and Jeremiah together is how much they have in common on their respective shows. You know, pussies that don't belong there. <laughs> Seriously, I love Ari and Jeremiah, but if Jeremiah wants to fuck Ari, he's going to have to start dressing like the patriarchy. Oh, <laughs> and quick, while everyone is mad at us, let's hear from Kelly and Ari who our first winner is. Hi, I'm Callie Wright from the Gatheist Manifesto. And I'm Ari. And these are the terrible things they made us say about our very first winners. Our first winner is Chris, who gave us money and assures us he's a gay, atheist, vegan SJW. And his picture appears to be him sitting on a plane. Last time Chris chatted up someone on a plane, they slammed it into a field in Pennsylvania. <laughs> if you want to get a mental image of Chris, go ahead and picture full-grown man emerges from vagina. You nailed it. <laughs> You look like a librarian on Grinder for the first time. <laughs> Binder. <laughs> you look like ZZ Bottom. <laughs> Our second winner is Heather, who donated money and asked us to roast homophobic hate preacher Ken Adkins, who's such an asshole, even I don't think his life matters. Ken Adkins looks like Uncle Ben decided to inform on the Underground Railroad. Oh. <laughs> Ken Adkins looks like a witch brought one of Malcolm X's shits to life. <laughs> like, I was aiming for him. Ken Adkins looks like a Tijuana donkey show abortion mishap. <laughs> Ken Adkins looks like he's patiently waiting in line to be the next human centipede, and he won't stop calling middle. <laughs> You're not doing dibs, Ken. Stop. He's like, he's like racist. They're like, pick me, pick me, pick me. Uh, Ken looks like he huffs urinal cakes and vacuum seals the best ones for later. Okay, Kelly and Ari, thanks so much. Remember, when Ari hears the jokes we made, you said much worse stuff. Next up, I've got a twofer, and these ones are a gimme, so I'm going to make it a bit of a challenge. Neil would like us to roast Nigel Farage, and Dan would like us to roast Michelle Bachman. So, Cecil, this one is for you and I. I'd like you to insult them both simultaneously and in a haiku. <laughs> All right. 
<clears throat> if only she left her gay husband for Farage. <laughs> Xenophobic love. <laughs> Marcus can't finish. He dreams not of Michelle's ass. Pulls out Brexit hard. <laughs> Eli Heath. We've got a donation from Chris asking us to roast Giles Eric Serolini, which I've certainly fucking mispronounced. The scientist who brought us the infamous Roundup study of 2012 and a donation from Lane and Rachel asking us to roast Thomas Monsoon, current CEO and prophet of the Mormon church. But I'm going to challenge you to do it only in compliments. Hmm. Huh. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with Thomas uh, Monson. Uh, I like the way his head looks like a hot air balloon trying to escape from a bad suit. Um, <laughs> shows, uh, shows good taste in suits. <laughs> and uh, looks like he's had a long, successful career as the consigliere for Freddy Krueger, <laughs> which is a strong franchise. Good businessman. Oh, that leaves me with Salieri or Suleimani or whatever. Okay. Um, gotta admit, I congratulate you on looking the same race as the kids you starve. Oh. Progressive. Oh yeah. Also, Jeez. not a lot of people make the Salman Rushdie from International Gorillas the palette for their fashion choice. So, you know, you've done a good job making sure journals really double and triple check their people before they publish. You and Andrew Wakefield. Oh, Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's awesome. See, people say this isn't a nice way to raise money. Right? <laughs> Next one. <laughs> because it's not. <laughs> Next up, we got a donation from Jeremy asking us to make fun of his friend Kyle, who enjoys, enjoys Halo, drinking gamer fuel. Gamer fuel. What yeah. the I thought that was just... Fucking they take they tears. take those guys that play StarCraft in, 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 in Korea and they just extract their semen. Yeah, they, the, the, someone's got to because fucking a woman's not doing it. The worst. <laughs> they make it out of the worst ranked South Korean gamer every year. It's not pretty, yeah. but it needs to be done. no. Good Lord. Halo, Gamer Fuel, and NASCAR. Oh, wow. Jesus. Oh but best God. yet, Jeremy included a picture of him from his emo phase <laughs> a few years ago. This is a good Cecil, picture. this is for you. This is a good picture. This is a good picture. You, you kind of look like a guy that stumbled on a NASCAR while looking for gay porn with the search terms coming up on the rear end. <laughs> oh. Just because all the vehicles are pretty colors and they follow each other doesn't mean it's a really fast gay pride parade. <laughs> Okay, this is starting to get downright chummy, so let's change that as soon as possible. We got a donation from Ben who'd like us to roast the Brian in his life, who's a failed athlete, current used car salesman, and used to stalk and threaten his ex. Oh, wow. Well, you just put these on a tee for me. Okay. Sounds like Josh Gordon. Oh, good God. Doesn't he look like all of those things you just said? Brian looks like a like a same upside down and right side up picture of a prolapsed anus. <laughs> It looks like he carries a business car that says Jazz Rapist. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm entirely convinced Brian is smooth-shaven, and he just permanently has caked shit in a circle around his mouth. All right, this next one is so good, I'd like to introduce, if that's all right with you, Tom. Mary gave us some money, and she'd like to request that you tell us your thoughts about President Trump, but she insists that you call him President Trump. Oh, so, that's fucking rude. I'm that. so mad right now. That's so uh, well, rude. Not, not, not as mad as you're going to be, because I want to take it a step <laughs> further. So 
It's January 20th, and President Trump is being sworn in, and you've been asked to give the inaugural speech in front of thousands. Go. Lady. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, please choke back the bile that is burning the back of your throat, and well, <laughs> fuck. All right. Hang on. No, I, I got it. I got it. I, got it. I can do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud. No. Fuck. No. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with deep revulsion and the renunciation of my citizenship <laughs> that I invite that swollen bag of inflamed testicles to take the stage. Fuck. Fuck. Can we get a sniper? Please, anyone? Please. I'm the fucking Secret Service is on lunch. Can we? This is your shot, guys. Take the horses. Fuck. Are All right, away. Christ. This is it. The death of hope. President Trump. Oh. <laughs> And the one guy in the audience. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's and then Trump. Melania gives the Gettysburg <laughs> yeah. address. Yay me. Yay uh, I'm going to brush my teeth and wash my face before I move on because I just fucking <laughs> threw up. Okay, next up, we got a donation from Alex. Who would like us to roast his brother, Austin, who listens to both our shows and who Alex assures us is a big fan of both us, rock climbing, and Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. He also included a picture of him shirtless doing a puzzle of a tiger. <laughs> Eli, seems like that's in your box. <laughs> oh, I have never been so certain that someone fucked a puzzle. <laughs> Tinder uses Austin's picture as a function test to make sure it's possible for people to swipe left. Oh, shit. <laughs> he looks like an embarrassing college photo of the god Pan. Like, Man, put that away. Come on. Guys. <laughs> okay, next up, Heath, we got a donation from Charles who asked us to insult him. He used to play Dungeons and Dragons and reads Lord of the Rings every year. He also works as a botanist. Jesus, he's doing all the work himself. Okay. <laughs> However, he's too much of a chicken to send us a picture, so I'd like you to describe him based on what we know about him, sketch artist style. Go. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, don't know much. All right. Let's start with the face, uh, which is probably still covered by the back of his underwear since middle school. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about the face itself. Uh, guessing you can see his name written in Sharpie on the tag <laughs> and his mom's handwriting. All right. Um, and if you're sketching along at home, I want you to draw zero vaginas anywhere near him on the page. Good. Good. Okay, but wait, 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 that's not fair, though. He did say he's got a wife now, so draw one vagina, and now draw it drying up. <laughs> like, imagine a sarlacc. All right, perfect. perfect, done. So look out for that, dude. <laughs> no, this next one is for you. Nate sent us a donation asking us to roast his bad friend Jeffrey. His words, not ours. Jeffrey skips work to pass a kidney stone and has two television screens in his living room. No picture, do what you will. All right, not a lot to work with. Uh, since I don't have a picture, I'm just going to have to stick to personality here. Jeffrey's so whipped, he's going to have to ask his wife's permission to laugh at this joke. This motherfucker's so lazy, he wants jerked off by putting his dick in a flashlight and then rolling down a hill. <laughs> and, and not a lot of people know this, but Jeffrey's kidney stone was a medical first. First time, the stone was bigger than the dick it came out of. Oh. He, he thought it grew. He's running up to his wife. See? See, those pills do work. Those pills I got. I should have traded that cow. And you told me to stop playing with it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'd like to introduce our next guest roaster, Ishmael Brown of the Angry Black Rant Podcast. I, 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 yo, this is Ishmael Brown, the H and I C of Angry Black Rant Podcast, and our next winner is Jacob, 
who gave us that dough to insult his black friend Antonio. Oh, oh, I see. You motherfucking white people gave me the one black guy, right? Maybe there's probably like two black motherfuckers to be roasted and y'all pawn one of them off on me. Man, fuck y'all. Like, I don't want a chance to shit on white people. You know that's my thing, right? <laughs> anyway, let me get back to fucking Jacob. Jacob writes to let me know that Antonio is a black man who enjoys white women, which I approve of, winter sports, which makes me sort of suspicious, to be honest, and has a misspelled cognitive dissonance tattoo on him. Fuck is that about, homie? Dude, I'm, I'm going to give you some jewels right now. If you're going to get white people's word tattooed on you, at least spell them right. You know what you remind me of? You remind me of the black version of white girls that get Chinese words they don't understand tattooed on their ass. <laughs> That's the type of shit you want right now, all right? All right, I'm out. And get your shit together, Antonio. Yeah, the only person who should ever have a tattoo of the things Tom says is Cecil. <laughs> also, you're the first black guy I've ever heard of who does winter sports, which technically also makes you the only black guy that white people will let slide. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in the picture we got, he's wearing a helmet and goggles. He's holding a snowboard and he's standing outside of uh, what appears to be his Uncle Tom's ski cabin. <laughs> looks like fucking Clarence Thomas auditioned for Cool Runnings. <laughs> um, also, he's wearing a Blackhawks jersey and a Cubs jacket. Uh, he looks like one of Bill Swirsky's super fans in blackface. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, Cecil. Yeah, he's, he's, even, he's even fucking choking on a sausage at this time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cecil, this next one is for you. Patrick gave us some money and asked us to roast his friend Bailey. He's a listener, a tech guy, and here's a picture. Oh, that's a good-looking guy there. He looks like he's standing in front of the most highly categorized and extensive butt plug testing center in human history. <laughs> <laughs> and from the photo, he looks pretty unsure about the one he's currently rating. <laughs> okay, Noah, this next one is for you. We got a donation from James asking him to roast his son, Jansen, which I presume is purposely named Jansen. He's <laughs> like, what chance did he have? Uh, Jensen looks like my wife should be complaining about the length of his sentence. <laughs> I'm not saying you weren't the fastest sperm. I'm saying it's equally likely you just roofied all the other ones. Oh. <laughs> oh. Distinct possibility. Okay, Eli, we got a donation from Audrey asking for you to say more things about Stephen Baldwin. Ooh, ooh, okay, Fantastic. good. Uh, Stephen Baldwin looks like someone hit pause on the face-melting scene from Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the first shit John Goodman would take if he went on a Juice cleanse. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin found Jesus when his brothers told him to find an agent who will bleed for him. Oh. <laughs> and finally, Heath, this one is a bit of a challenge. We got a donation from Will asking us to make fun of his friend James, but there's no picture. All he told us is that he's a redneck who drinks Coors Light. Ooh. He hunts, fishes, chews cud, and has a tramp stamp. <laughs> what well, better than Coors Light? these things don't belong. <laughs> How are you friends with this man? With that in mind, with that in mind, we'd like you to tell us what crime you think James will be convicted of next. Next, go. Next. All right. Uh, well, I'm guessing he bends over next to a mirror. Sees the tramp stamp and tries to rape himself. <laughs> um, that's not the crime. I'm just assuming that's going to happen at some point. Um, but he'll probably get convicted of assault when he goes to a Trump rally and punches Melania in the face because she looked Iranian. <laughs> 
And tonight, we'd like to invite our final guest roasters on the show, Thomas Smith and Andrew Torres of Atheistically Speaking, Opening Arguments, and the other two shows Thomas does. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? I'm really scared. I don't know about Andrew, but I'm personally terrified to be here. Frightened out of my mind. <laughs> now, before we get to what we've got in store for you guys, we've actually gotten a few requests at your expense. So we figured, why not do it while we had you here with us? Okay, well, I'll go first, since I love Thomas and Andrew uh, the most. And I love opening arguments. The show that pairs a Harvard-educated, well-spoken lawyer with the first person he met who knew how to edit audio. <laughs> it's in the intro. It's in the intro. Ouch. Ouch. Ask great questions is what you tell a stupid girl you're dating. <laughs> it's in the intro. I never heard it. So Nobody I, else has yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> No, that's bullshit, man. Their show is great, honestly. Every time Andrew thinks back to how hard he worked to go to Harvard Law, he can now commit lonely, accidental, autoerotic asphyxiation suicide, <laughs> knowing he's part of the fastest-growing medium populated by the guys who spent their undergrad fucking his girlfriends <laughs> while he studied hard to end up just another podcaster. <laughs> but, you know, at least he has Thomas by his side, thousands of miles away, editing his 12 podcasts while his new bride entertains gentlemen on a webcam just so someone will pay attention to him. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Christ, these are your friends. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, they were anyway. I didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. I got one. I got one. How is opening arguments like a black woman? How? You, you might have been beating Bill Maher last week, but this week he's right back to beating you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Thomas and Andrew look like the defense table at a hate crime trial. <laughs> they also kind of look like they're about to rape Marcellus Wallace in middle <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in Middle Earth they're doing that, but yeah, very similar. <laughs> Thomas sounds like an unfunny Norm MacDonald, and Andrew looks like he ate Mayor McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> and now that we've had our fun, Thomas, our first request is from Haley, and she would like you to roast her new boss, you. Well, how much time do we have? Do we have like 20, 25 minutes? Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't call his mom enough, I'd say. Is that, is that a good one? Uh, his dick is too big, like too big. It's just, it's every day it's there too. It's like, it's just staring at him. Now, as our listeners may or may not know, the two of you had a bit of a tiff, if you will, with David Smalley on Atheistically Speaking, a conversation that did not, go well. And because our listeners are sadists. I know, right? Who's David Smalley? <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to He's a to little no name in podcasts. Oh, radio. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting. Thank you very yeah, much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They, they broadcast to both the listeners in the station. <laughs> He's not a professional radio guy. <laughs> can you hear me, Alex? I can hear you. I can hear you. Well, we received an ungodly amount of donations asking the two of you to roast David Smalley, but we didn't want to start any bad blood. That's for you guys to have already done. <laughs> so instead, Eli has written a sketch, and we've decided that as your roast of David Smalley, you will perform this sketch. Therefore, all the hatred can go to him and, of course, all of us for letting us <laughs> happen. For, for charity. For charity. For charity. Hello and welcome to Atheistically Speaking. I'm your host, Thomas Smith. A little bit of an odd episode. 
Uh, I was recently witness to a bit of an odd interaction between Eli Bosnick, who listeners of the show know, he, and obviously Andrew Torres. And I have to admit, I think it's a little absurd, and I want to talk this out. So, Andrew, welcome back. Uh, thanks for having me, Thomas. Uh, how are you? Doing great. And of course, Eli Bosnick. Hi, Thomas. Okay, Eli, well, why don't you start it out? Okay, thanks. I have a show called God Awful Movies, and whenever anybody no longer signs up at Patreon, I go to their home in the dead of night. Wait, really? Let me finish. And I stand over them until they wake, and when they do, I ask them, why? And recently, someone dropped out, and I asked them, and they said, please get out of my house, get off me, get off me. But after they had calmed down, they told me that they had heard an old episode of your show, and that on that show, you had pointed out that I had said all kinds of things, and I gotta be honest, I had never heard of your show before. You've been on this show multiple times. Let me finish! Are, Let me finish. Are you, you going So, I had not heard of your show, still haven't heard of it, not sure where I am right now or who you are. What year is it? But I listened. And the way you portrayed what happened was Adolf Hitler. I'm sorry, the way... It what? was you are Adolf Hitler exterminating the Jews and I am Anne Frank shaking in an attic. Look, look I, I, I really don't think this is a fair characterization. Who the fuck was that? Was that a ghost? That's Andrew. I introduced him at the beginning of the show. I wouldn't know I haven't heard the show. The show, the the one you're on now. Yes. That's that's physically impossible. Yeah, Eli, I, I have to admit. Can I tell the story? I have a clip. Here we go. Ooh, it's me, Michelle Obama. You're so strong. Let me show you why you should be president. Sorry, sorry, wrong clip, wrong clip. Here. This is not, it's not like I read this, I found this all on a yik-yak and, you know. So? I mean, yeah, he's making a joke from about the source you gave that turned out to be fake. Oh, that is such BS. He is very clearly incriminating me for being a liar. In, in, incriminating? I, Eli, that's... That's exactly what you did. I... I... I, I that ex- exactly what you did. All of these words have definitions. Can I finish? Now, let me tell you guys something. I am very famous and very important. You know who my best friend in the world is? Tom Hanks. And on a regular basis, he calls me up and he says, Eli, I wish I had your career. How do I be like you? And you know what I say? I say, T-Dog, never call me again. None of that is true. Knock, knock, who is there? Let me finish! So, I have people all the time who attack my character, who accuse me of rape. Wait, wait, people accuse you of rape? Finish me led backwards! And they do it because they want to come on my show. They want to meet Tom Hanks. They want to steal my magic bag. And so, I admit, I was a little stronger than I needed to be. Eli, you texted a death threat to my 11-year-old son. You did? No, no. Guys, seriously, can I get through one thing ever in my whole life? Can I speak words? I long for the sensation of air passing through my lips just once. I would like the world to hear my voice. I would like that sound that is mine, my thumbprint of echo to echo across the universe. Jesus. Okay, I'm finished. Okay, maybe I can diffuse the tension here a little bit. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the text message that you sent to my son, who is 11. Quote, hey, fuckface, you like chili? Because I'm going to cut up your dad, make him into a chili, and feed him to you. Get ready for the pain train, end of quote. And you know what? And you know what? For that, I apologize. Now. Thomas. I can't imagine what you want. You don't think you have anything to apologize for. Or you, 
Andrew, for laughing at me at my expense and incriminating me in front of both of your listeners. Well, I, for one, um, I will say I, I was making a joke at your expense about the Yik Yak. Uh, however, I, I have to admit... Apology accepted. I, that, that your response was severe. And I have apologized for that. So we are even, Andrew. Even Stevens. We are the same person. There is no time. There is no space. There is only us. Now, Thomas, here's how you'll react in a minute and 40 seconds to that. That's a terrifying and stupid use for a time machine. Wait, you have a time machine? Yes. And and you use the time machine to pull that clip from the future in the hopes of making Thomas apologize. Yes. That's a terrifying and stupid use for a time machine. Seriously, you're not going to apologize. No, Hitler, you could go back in time and kill Hitler. And now you're calling me Hitler. What? No, oh, come on. I have the clip. Hitler. Look, he's saying you could go back in time and kill Hitler. After? He said it after? How are you getting these clips from this recording? I have many hands. How, how many? Two. This is absurd. You obviously crazily overreacted to what Andrew said, and now you're taking no responsibility. See, 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 you're doing it again. You're doing it again. I have apologized. I have. Andrew and I agreed that we have done equal ill. We are both sorry. You are the one who has derailed the conversation into incrimination. I feel like I'm being pranked. Is this a prank? No, this is Eli Bosnick. I will cut out your eyes. Hey, I'd like to diffuse the tension here. Guys, Eli, can I ask you a question? Sure, faggot. Ignoring that. Was your yik-yak in fact wrong? Did it turn out to be fake, or at least made up by the students? Technically, yes. Okay. So, so do you think, and I, and I, mean, I mean this honestly, do, do you think it was a little hasty of you to speak about it on this show, to speak about it here, and to get it tattooed on your chest, as I can see, because your camera is on? Honestly, I don't know. I have guests on my show all the time. I know that. I've been on your show. And who are you? D- Let me finish. I have guests on my show. You know who's been on my show? Callie Wright. And she's a guy. You are the worst person. Yeah, at, at this point, I have to agree. Thomas, are you going to apologize? No. No, I'm not. Oh, God. Oh, uh, no, he, he didn't. Shit! Okay, uh, well, tune in next week. I read a listener comment about how the Jews started all the wars and thank him for the feedback. Andrew, thanks for being on the show. I heard it hit the wall. And on that note, with my life fully complete, that will bring part one of Vulgarity for Charity to a close. If you'd like to hear part two, and I don't know why you would, tune in to episode 189 of The Scathing Atheist, which will be airing on Thursday. In the meantime, remember, we only roast the ones we love and the people you paid us to. Here we go. This is uh, the newest patrons we want to thank you guys. Of course, we have, uh, you know, a lot of bills to pay. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank all of our patrons for helping us pay the bills uh, we really do appreciate it. We do. Um, we do want to announce that very soon um, we are going to be having some commercial content on the non-patron stream. So there will be some commercials that come in 
uh, for people who get the show for free. So when you hear it on Stitcher or if you listen to it um, through you know your regular podcast app and you're not a patron, you're not going to get a commercial-free version of the show. Commercial-free version of the show will be available to patrons every week, and it'll also be available early every time. So, uh, so another reason you might want to consider becoming a patron uh, is you'll get commercial-free content. We're not sure when those commercials will start, but you'll hear them. Uh, if you're not a patron, so uh, but we want to, uh, we just wanted to warn people ahead of time. Uh, we got some new patrons this week. We have Princess Thunderballs, which is a great. That's name. terrific. Demir Music, also fuck Islam. <laughs> Pretty S- subtle. Scott, Scott, Emmanuel. <laughs> I'm blown away. Ira Glass. Wow, a huge fan of Ira oh, Glass myself. So, Mister Glass, thanks Thank for joining you. us. We really appreciate it. Nancy, Andrew, Katie. Gotta gargle them all. <laughs> it should be M all though, shouldn't it? Should. It shouldn't be it M should. all. That's okay though. I'll forgive you, Johnny. Nichelle. Nich- I didn't know Nichelle was a thing. Christy, Chuck, Matt, Drew, Philosoraptor Jesus, <laughs> and Joseph. Thanks guys for your generous donations. We really do appreciate it. We got a PayPal donation. Uh, donation from Mike. Mike, thank you so much again. PayPal is another way that you can donate to the show navigate your way over to dissonancepod.com click on donate and you can support the show through paypal so we got a message about a david duke theme song this is from null this is david duke i'm proud to announce my campaign song and i'm just so excited everybody it's just amazing everyone's a little bit racist sometimes Doesn't mean Especially Eli Bosnick. <laughs> Everyone makes judgments based on race. Oh God, that is crazy. So cheerful. Ah, I love it. That's going to be a perfect bumper for uh, for for stuff in the future. Thanks, No. We got a message. We got a message from Angel, and Angel says um, that they were going to share a little story. <laughs> so here's the story. Sitting at the beach, minding their business, when a girl comes up and asks if wanted if if I wanted to hear about her religion or whatever, and this is how the conversation went. Tom, why don't you be her? Tee hee hee. Wait, no, my my sexiest voice. All right. Tee hee hee. Oh, no, okay. don't do that. Would you like to live? <laughs> don't do that. No, no you didn't no, like you that. Make, no. I, I, every okay. time you do that, I throw up a little. In my mouth. <laughs> Would you like to listen to the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? No, I'm sorry. I'm an atheist. That's okay. Nobody's too far down the rabbit hole. I'm sure our message could still reach you, even if you're an atheist. But what if I'm too far down the glory hole? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I love the two what's at the end. Uh, it's like, the best. What? 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 <laughs> it's so funny. It's so, I don't even care if yeah, that really I happened. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, I don't even care. It's awesome. We got a message from the re- recovering gringo, and he was super pissed about uh, the, the thing we did where we talked about ambulances last week, because he <laughs> said one broke his bridge that he used <laughs> to get to the best biking trail on the planet, and evidently a fucking EMT crew tried to drive over this bridge, and there's this great photo this EMT crew stuck on this fucking bridge <laughs> and they're just fucking stuck like a motherfucker right on the middle of this bridge. Uh, I'll post the show, the show or the story in this week's show notes. You'll have to look at the image uh, on there and you just see this fucker is just stuck as fuck <laughs> it's, it's right there. Stuck. It's like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking, you know, sometimes Black Lives Matter protesters block ambulances and sometimes ambulances block everybody else. Right. 
This is this is. Great. We got a message from uh, from Nathaniel, and Nathaniel says he was listening to episode three uh, three sixteen, and uh, he, we were talking about the eye vaginas. He said the eye vagina is going to be Apple's best selling oh, product ever. It sure would be. <laughs> Does it vibrate? It rivaled a fucking eye watch. Yeah. Maybe they work in tandem, you know, like yeah, like one's a webcam. <laughs> As you're getting done, you check out the watch to see, you know, exactly. Oh, I'm almost clean. There we go. Uh, Climax. There we go. You have a fucking app for that. <laughs> Jesus. You just got to fuck looking at the watch. We got a message from Mike and I just wanted to say hi, hi to Mike who is in Malaysia and he's from Iraq and he says, uh, I'm an ex-Muslim. And I loved your call to prayer segment. It was hilarious. A little disappointed that you guys discontinued it. Um, we only discontinued it until next year. We get so many of them, and they keep coming over and over right. again. We like to save that for like one year. So next June, someone will remind us. We will do another call, long, maybe month-long call to prayer where people can save up their calls to prayer all year, the funny ones that strike them, and then deliver them to us next June Where because there's some people who just really don't like it. Right, yeah. yeah. It'll be like Christmas in June for ex-Muslims yeah. who don't do Christmas. <laughs> don't do Christmas. And it's not in it's June. It's like Ramadan in June. <laughs> right. What is Ramadan? Maybe uh, Sometimes it's, maybe in, it's June. in June. It's a lunar calendar, I think. I think it's based off a lunar calendar or something because it shifts every year. It goes different times a year, and so sometimes it can be in the summer and sometimes it can be in the winter so ramadan is in the winter is awesome because it's sun up to sundown ramadan in the in the summer is terrible super balls it's terrible dude what if you were like honestly like what if you were a muslim in alaska and it happened to be a summer ramadan Mm, i think you move like you couldn't eat for fucking like 40 days this is from michael and michael says uh this is from uh gomert uh sort of gibbering incompre- incomprehensibly last time. And Jesus himself said, What is even happening? Man laid down his life for his friend, and that's what yep. he did. Yep. What a great, I'm going to use that as, a, as an intro. That's a and, new Gomer. And, and we got called out on Facebook by a couple people. Even somebody from like Australia was like, I totally heard what he said. I totally I, heard it. I don't understand I that. seriously... I I tried to to listen to it again, and I wrote down what I wrote, and it wasn't what he said because what he said, I guess, is a famous Bible verse, but I had never heard it. Oh, wait, what did he say? What he said, I'll, I'll read it to you real quick. What he actually said: uh, "Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends." And I had put, I had put, I said. Uh, greater love has no harm than his to lay down his life for one's friends. That's what I thought he said. That's what I thought he said. And then another person posted and said, yeah, it sounded clear to them. Like, because, but I guess that's a very, like John 15, 13 is a really popular thing. thing. But that doesn't even make sense to me. Greater love has no one than this. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand what he's getting at, but it's, I think it's actually super awkwardly written. Yeah, it is super awkwardly written. I will say that. All right, so uh, so Yaz sent in a message and asked what we're going to read after we read David Icke. Now, we are taking a couple weeks off of David Icke because uh, we are doing the vulgarity for charity thing and uh, and reading David Icke and looking at all the material for vulgarity for charity, which is a lot of work, by it the is, way. Yeah. It actually is a lot of work. Yeah. But we are taking a couple weeks off. But we are going to continue and keep rocking through that book. But Yaz wonders what we're going to read next. And this is interesting. I want to read this list that he came up with. We'll take some suggestions. The one thing what we really need out of that book, though, is something that is going to be able to be p- picked apart, right? The way Ike writes, 
everything can be attacked, right? Because it's all just gibberish and garbage. And so it's really easy to go in there and just, you know, tear it apart. Right. If something is written in the sense that it's, you know, like I, I have a hard time believing a couple of these will be useful, like the Sarah Palin one, the going rogue. I don't know that that's going to be useful. I don't know that we're going to be able to use that in the same way that we can use the Ike. So consider what we're doing with the Ike and see if you guys can come up with a good suggestion for the book we read next. I'm going to read off his. I'm not a fan of the going rogue one by Sarah Palin, but there's a couple in here that seem really good. Again, the let freedom ring by Hannity. Again, maybe not, maybe not great. Arguing with Idiots by Glenn Beck, The Rise of the Fourth Reich, which is a conspiracy book, The Secret History of the World is a conspiracy Shh, book. Don't tell anyone confessions, about this book. Confessions of an Heiress by Harris Hilton. I don't know that that's going to make that's it. That's ghost written. Um, does it have pictures? Uh, <laughs> it has video. <laughs> here's, the, here's the situation. And I've seen the video. <laughs> Uh, that's the situations book. I can't, I don't know that. Wait I, a minute. Is yeah, it? Yeah. It says, here's the situation. Crazy pickup artist bullshit. That's gotta be the situations book. This is from Ananta and Ananta asked us a question. She said, you guys have made references to the situation between Andrew. She's talking about Andrews Torres, Thomas Smith and David Smalley. I was wondering if you had a public opinion you'd be expressed, uh, that you've expressed through some medium. I'd be interested to hear it. We have not had a public opinion about it. We have alluded to it and made some fun of it because Tom and I both did hear those episodes. But here's our public opinion on it. It's podcast drama, and we don't care. No, like, like it's we not, like yeah. we we like all the parties involved. We're friends with all the parties involved. I'm sad that they can't be friends, but at the same time, my name's Paul. This shit's between y'all. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like, what happens between them does not affect me in the least. Now, I listen to it just like everybody else, but I have literally... I, the only opinion I can offer is an opinion of someone who listened to it just like you. I don't have any other inside information on it. All I have is what Thomas released. I, I have a little bit of a different take. I feel like my public opinion is to be expressed by making snarky, backhanded comments in our show. Yeah. And enjoying the misery that that causes all around. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I take a slightly different tack on it. I love the fact that there is some amount of drama, but I am not going to side with anyone. Yeah. I am just going to revel in other people's misery. Yeah. That's literally my job. I, I really do like everybody involved in that situation, though. I mean, I do. I, I genuinely know. I know. do like everybody involved in that situation. And I'm sad that, they, that there won't be one day where we can all just sit around and have herbal tea because David can. Smalley doesn't drink. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the next time there's a roast, we can all have s'mores around <laughs> the fires of our souls. <laughs> I got called out by Dustin. Looks like a fucking... I, I, uh, First off, he wanted to agree with us about the ambulances getting redirected. He says he says they even get redirected around his fucking six-year-old's first-grade daughter gets out of school every day because there's 20 fucking slow-ass buses <laughs> that are stuck in the middle of town and trying to navigate a grid that wasn't built for much that much traffic in mind. And, uh, and he says, sporting events, yada, yada, yada. And he said, basically, you know, like, look, I agree with you guys. However, uh, I said the I-5 was in Massachusetts, and it's actually on the West Coast. I don't know what kind of fucking mutant roads you have out there in Massachusetts. <laughs> Some fucking, the fucking Oregon Trail or whatever the fuck you have out there. I don't know. Fucking. I got to say, I was recently in Boston, and those roads are basically for walking. Yeah, are they? They yeah. are not yeah. driving roads. Well, I, uh, 
I hear that Boston is one of those towns. I've never been, but I hear Boston is one of those towns that's just hard to get around. It's just really hard to navigate because it's one of those. It's, it's one a, of those. It's cities, a Winderson. Yeah, man. it's one of those cities that like was built on like in layers. It's kind of like an onion city. You know, it's like it's like each layer is built on each layer. Yeah, it's, it's not, not an unintentional city. It's not a grid, right. right? Like where you come out to Chicago and they they laid out the because of fucking they burnt the whole place to the ground and then they started <laughs> over. When they started over, they're like grid, I guess. Let's just do know. a grid. Let's make it easy. Just make it squares. But but like, like Chicago is very easy to navigate because sure. there's a grid with diagonal streets and it's real simple. Right. You know where you're at at all times. And Chicago is actually a super easy city to navigate. I think. I've only been on the island in New York, but again, an easy city to navigate because it's a grid, right? Sure. So real right. simple. But like Paris, super fucking hard, man. You have ever map out all the time. You're like, wait, where's that fucking little inlet road? And what's the circumcision road? And like, <laughs> can't figure shit out at all. And I, I imagine that that's how Boston is. Too. Yeah, but Boston is the size of three postage stamps glued together. Oh, you know it? what I mean? It's like, it's a little cute little mini hamlet. Yeah. It's not a real city. We got a message from Stuart, and Stuart was on our show uh, recently. He covered chapter 12 of David Icke's book with us. Stuart does the Exposing Pseudo-Astronomy podcast. Now, he went into great depth on his show with all the notes that he wrote down on our show that he didn't get to use because we just did the quiz with him. Uh, he, he did that, so if you want to find his show, it's I think it's episode 137 of his show, it's exposing pseudo astronomy podcast, uh, and you could check out episode one thirty seven where he talks about specifically uh, the claims that were made by David Icke with the Hollow Earth, and he did make a mistake on our show, and he sent us a message to correct the mistake. That's how good a like a fucking scientist this guy is. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I messed up. Here's here's what he messed up on. I am confused. When you make a mistake, aren't you supposed to double down on it? What he said was, <laughs> God, that's so fucking mean. I was just asking hold in on, general hold on terms. Ah, <sighs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I did make a mistake, and a listener has corrected me. Inside a uniform spherical shell, you experience experience zero net pull from gravity, regardless of where you are. I said you'd be pulled to the center, so I was wrong. But David is also wrong, so David is still wrong. <laughs> now, I don't know what that means, but I think he's saying, I mean, would you just float in the center? I think so. I think the I think the net effect is the same. Okay. Does it matter if you're being pulled to the center and therefore are stuck in the center? Yeah. Or if you float in the center because there's no gravity? I don't I don't I yeah, I wouldn't understand that anyway, but I think I think if you understand things, maybe you understand what he said. Yeah, things aren't my stuff. It's not my stuff. Yeah. So we got a message, and this is from Matt, and Matt asks, he says he's, he's sort of at a crossroads in his life, and he was a conservative Christian in Texas, and he got a criminal justice de- degree, and due to the racial injustice and the use of force in the criminal justice system, I can't in good conscience find myself starting a new career in such field. I was wondering if you have any advice on a way to start a career with a crim- criminal de- justice degree without going against my own morals. Uh, my suggestion would be, and this is for anybody who wants suggestions on what, you know, if you want to, if you want to change the police force, contact Michael Wood Jr., Michael Wood Jr. was on our show. He was he's fucking an amazing activist. Yep. He's totally fucking balls deep in that fucking in that entire system. He is constantly talking to people, constantly pushing a new way to police. He's somebody who's excited to talk about these things. And I guarantee he would have something, some sort of suggestion for you. You can find him on Twitter, Matt. All you have to do is go to 
He's at Michael A. Wood Jr. And I'll put a link, uh, not a link, but I'll put his handle on this week's show notes uh, if you want to tweet at him. I'm almost positive he would respond back. Um, just be a little forceful. Maybe copy us in there, put it at Dissonance Pod as well. And then, uh, and then you know, he probably will say something back to you. I mean, he's, he's a very active guy on Twitter, and he's one of those guys who sort of responds to his mentions. So we want to thank all the people who joined us. Oh, my goodness. Ishmael, Callie, Ari, uh, Andrew, Thomas, Thomas Andrew. Noah, Heath, Eli. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today for the Vulgarity for Charity. We're so excited that it's making so much money. We would like to make a lot more money for yep. Modest Needs. Modest Needs, these people need your help. If you don't find anybody on Modest Needs that is that's really pulling at your heartstrings, the Modest Needs organization can use your help too, guys. So just go go to modestneeds.org, look at their website, look at the crowdfunding stuff they have for these people. If none of these things are really really making you feel like you want to give to them, give to the Modest Needs site itself. They the organization itself can always use your money. You know, two things about Modest Needs I want to bring up. Um, the first is that one of the great things about Modest Needs is you can almost always find someone on there that feels like you at some point in your life. You know, there it is very likely that at some point in your life you've thought, oh shit, about something. Yeah. And and you've wondered how you're gonna pay that next, you know, utility bill or the the next, you know, car payment. Maybe you had somebody to help you get out of it. Maybe you found your way through the other side of it. There are plenty of people who just don't, we don't have great social safety nets in this country. We just don't. Organizations like Modest Needs help bridge those gaps. They help patch holes in people's lives and smooth things over that really need some smoothing over. Modest Needs is an organization um, that the ask here is not big. It's 20 bucks. Yeah. That's a really, guys, that's a, that is not a big ask. It's really not. You know, go on, make the donation. I'm, I'm asking you personally, please make the donation. It's 20 bucks. We'll say terrible shit to your fucking mother for $20. <laughs> that is like to fucking anybody you want to name. Yeah. We will say the most awful, inhumane shit you can imagine. And nobody's off limits here. Nobody's off no, I mean, literally we're, nobody. We're, we're going to roast ourselves. We've been asked many times to roast ourselves. Yep. We've been asked to roast the other people participating in this. We've been asked to roast everybody. So no one is off limits, seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, for $20. You can make an actual legitimate difference in a person's life. You can just chip them a $20 bill, which is three trips to Starbucks. You can chip them a $20 bill and you can save their car or you can save their house. That is fucking huge. Consider it. Please donate to Modest Needs. Send us the proof at Vulgarity for Charity. That's one word at gmail.com. We'll roast whoever you want. This is going on for another week. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we're going to be on The Scathing Atheist this week, and we're, we're going to have The Scathing Atheist crew back next week to be on our show. Uh, but we're going to leave you like we always do with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, 
evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. <laughs>